Hello. Hello and welcome back to another podcast. At Andark in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> With myself, uh, Miriam, and the and, lovely Bridget. Yes, me, <laughs> Bridge. <laughs> and today we have got Mike. Oh yeah. And uh, so Mike is our lake manager, but he also was a Andark scholar once upon a time. I was once upon a time. <laughs> We chain them all down. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there's no escape. Actually, I sort of just stayed here until yeah. until it happened, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You I, lingered I was less around. Ch- I lingered yeah. rather yeah. than was chained. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how did you, um, yeah, first get into diving? Did you tell everyone how you kind of, did you learn to dive before then starting the scholarship yeah. or were you new to it straight away? Um, so I learned to dive probably about four or five years before the scholarship and I learned and didn't really do much diving in between that and the scholarship um and then I went to well because I went to uni really um which is what brought me to Southampton and then I finished uni and sort of thought by the time I finished uni I was going to know exactly what I wanted to do yeah. and I didn't so then I saw <laughs> the scholarship like that, and what, I was what like what did you do at uni? I did geography did you... at uni oh okay so there was a general interest in diving or the sea yeah beforehand. yeah yeah I think probably I one day wanted to do like oceanography or something at university yeah. but went a bit more practical but then ended up doing geography um and then yeah I was. I, I remember actually sitting in the university library, like doing my Andark scholarship application. Um, <laughs> How and did it, you come across Andark to start with? Um, was it so, online? Yeah, or? it was online. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd vaguely heard. Those ads are working very yes, well. Oh, good. Very yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was online and through the um, university diving society yeah. that I got. I learned about the scholarship existing originally. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't know what to do with myself and thought, well, I like diving and I'm in Southampton, so this sounds good. Yeah. And it's usually run over the summer months. Those that don't know about the scholarship usually kind of aim it for, yeah, people at uni or just post-grads or doing a master's. Exactly. So it works out perfect for like the time I finished and, you know, the option would have been for me to do it and then go out into... The, the big wide world having done it but instead I'm sat in a cupboard with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we're very pleased <laughs> coming from the novice point of view if 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 you would come on to the scholarship yeah so you're just finishing uni or you could be finishing college yeah yeah because is yeah. there an age limit um, or gonna be eight, gonna be over 18 because okay. you gotta be as uh to do your dive master you have okay. to be over 18 okay so over so do you have to have any qualification in diving you don't, no, or... no. So, so as long as you've be... got a dive passion to d- dive, yeah. then then it's it's available, really. Well, I guess that's what pushes you in. Well, yeah, it? you're not going to apply yeah. unless you, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. do. I've yeah. got a passion for fashion. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, a pretty inexperienced diver. I'd done my open water course and a few other dives here and there. And then it really took a back burner. I'd still like buy the odd dive magazine and whatever in, in, in the the time in between but yeah I came onto the scholarship with less than 10 dives um and then so I ended up doing my advanced open water my rescue and my dive master within the scholarship so like a really really quick boost to to diving and that's 
where it takes you yeah up to, yeah, yeah to then that's what the scholarship is is then for it gets you up to dive master and then they'll they'll do all sides of the business you know within andark i mean you, you worked you did the boat show didn't you uh, yeah so that was it like yeah. that was the sort of next sort of thing was obviously the scholarship you learn about the shop and how the shop works and and everything yeah um but then the opportunity was for a boat show and i was like oh actually i these people around here are all right. I can work with <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you heard about the parties yeah, after. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the curry at the end of the week. <laughs> it was that curry that did it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I sort of guess I went from someone that liked diving and enjoyed diving to actually slowly beginning to know something about it and the products through the scholarship. And then, it, yeah, it does help um, build that up. Yeah. And, and probably you don't realise in the scholarship as well how much you are learning because it just becomes it just naturally occurs yeah. without you thinking about it and you're learning off all the other instructors aren't you around you you might not think but actually when you think yeah, about it you're actually absorbing all that information watching everything they do and being there yeah everything throughout the whole time uh, every day was different and every day you sort of picked up something new and and learned a little bit more it's a really good place to start because you're not just learning about actually just diving you're learning so much about the product and all of the equipment around you by having that core part in the shop as well yeah exactly it is it is the full package really um it isn't just i'm now a better diver than i was before it's i can now work in a retail environment and know about products and talk to customers and there's a lot of skills yeah yeah and the sort of background workings of getting everything ready for the students and and all of that and and making sure everything runs smoothly as well which is the idea of the dive master is is making sure everything goes okay that's good and i guess that's what led you down to the lake yeah the lake and yeah so i really wanted as I say, I got along with everyone and, and the whole environment and the lake is, is the where we do most of our diver training. So even, even now, I use what I learnt in that scholarship uh, to help out on the courses every so often. Yeah. Or if a student has a problem and the instructor's busy, yeah. I can still feed that in whilst I'm at the lake. You've got all the well. knowledge behind you to be able to... All the knowledge. Yeah, all, all the knowledge. You know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I trust you. Oh, well. <laughs> That's good enough for me. <laughs> and I suppose over the years, um, yeah, the lake has expanded, um, you know, especially this year we've seen a lot in, you know, with open water swimming and you've actually got quite involved in with that and started doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I used to sort of watch them and think, okay, <laughs> <Not as laughs> you're sure. Yeah. Or but that and, and a bit of admiration, I suppose. Like, that's what you do. That's your thing. Yeah. Great. But then, yeah, I was in there the other week, not for long, granted, but yeah, open water swimming obviously has been growing and growing and growing. Um, but it, it is something that I think everyone would enjoy, even if you were maybe a bit like me thinking, eh, not for me, but it does really get your adrenaline going and, and everything going in your body. Um, especially this time of year yeah. when it's six degrees yeah. in the lake. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a mind over matter thing as well. Like I know physically you're jumping in the water and it's freezing cold, but I, I don't know if anyone's ever watched a Wim Hof 
yeah. video um, and yeah. how he really trains people into seeing that actually it's about your breathing mm. and switching your mind off and obviously with swimming it is all down to your dream, your breathing yeah and like, like um your strokes but I think that's such a powerful thing because it's not just exercise, it's actually good for your mental well-being. It which... does. And I always say, if I go for a swim, um, I feel great that day, no matter what happens that day. Like, yeah. that has been, like, a total... It's like a reset. It's, like, better than coffee or whatever because it's properly energising yeah. and, it, yeah, it does reset you. But then lo- the longer term as well, it's it's just a great thing to do. I suppose part of it is also you're there and you think do I really want to do this and then once you've done it you're like yeah yeah feel so much better for <laughs> it yeah fighting past yeah. that barrier I will do it and yeah we, and we do obviously a lot of people do do sea swimming and other things like that but I suppose if, if no one's ever done it before the lake is a, a great place because of it's a safe environment exactly so the lake is like not too much bigger than a swimming pool so you're never like too far from the edge it's yeah. not too daunting if something does go wrong, not that it does, but if something does go wrong, then you know you're going to be okay, yeah. which it helps you get in and actually get going yeah, in the first place Yeah, just that mindset, isn't well. it? Yeah. You know it's going to be all right. I think the great thing with the lake as well is whether it, 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 you're not so reliant on the weather. Yeah. Of course, if, you, if you're if you against swimming when it's raining, you're going to get wet anyway. So Precisely. It's not, but the <laughs> thing is, with the sea swimming, and I see this all the time because where I live, I'm... Oh, my flat's right opposite the sea in Lansing and I see so many people heading down to the coast to get their paddle boards out at the wrong time or and uh, go swimming and it's too choppy or you don't understand there's undercurrents yeah. in the sea. So I think this is just a safer space for people. It is, yeah. No matter Especially how windy it is, start. you don't get waves in the lake. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still with that. You might just get the odd diver. Yeah. And you can a couple have, of a, bubbles. have a hot chocolate and a warm changing room afterwards, which, yeah. which you don't quite get at the beach. No. Or a no. nice cooked meal yes, by yourself. by myself. Yeah. What more could you want? Le chef as well. Yeah, multi-talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah, I know. I just went into stuff. I, I started I thinking, thinking about, about food. food. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we were like, chef, I was like, I'm really oh, hungry. <laughs> mangas and mash and beans. Ooh. Um. Yeah, speaking about like the lake and um, uh, there's other stuff, you know, we start doing paddle boarding and other bits up there. You're, I suppose, the things, it's not just a dive training lake is it there's yeah an, an and so many people think it is and they come up there and say oh my friend told me about this so can i actually swim in there or i was like yeah you can and like, oh really yeah you can go for a swim and you don't have to be a member um but yeah swimming paddle boarding people using their kayaks in there as well for sort of rolling practice and drills and things like that um so yeah pretty much anything that you can do in a, a body of water it's yeah, a safe it's environment to, to do it yeah anything. yeah and I, I suppose that with the paddle boarding we had a lot of especially this year people we know buying paddle boards kayaks but um and I had even a few friends come up and try it and um, before going out on the river because 
um, again, currents, everything yeah, we were yeah. talking about. It's also about getting your balance right. Yeah. And knowing how to stand up on that board. If you're going straight out, in, especially if you're going straight out into the sea, and you've got waves and you're you're a bit unsure. You want to know you can at least stand yeah, up before yeah. you get and to the yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So it's, yeah, it's a, a perfect way if you're you're thinking about wanting to do it. Um, yeah. Even maybe before you're buying, you know, yeah, you, might only, yeah. you know, you can hire them up there. Or if you've bought your own, but you haven't gone out on the river or the sea, you know, it's a great place to just try it and yeah. you know that you're safe if you fall off <laughs> i guess of course for people who are new to it then they have experts like yourself then you they can ask you <laughs> all the questions all the questions <laughs> so it just makes it a lot easier if, if you're gonna take your board or your swimming kit out to the sea you only have yourself yeah really. exactly Here, we've got all the professionals around to really help yeah out and and all the oh have you got a buoyancy aid uh, no, you can borrow one here, but go and get a buoyancy aid before yeah. you go in the sea. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you're so already in the, the right things. place to get the buoyancy yeah. aid or the dry bag or yeah. whatever at the same time. So, yeah, it all comes together quite nicely. Yeah. Training you up and getting you ready. Getting you sea. ready. But, like, some people come back time and time again. Yeah. It's not just a case of try it once at a lake and then go in the sea. Like, we have a group of of teenage girls yeah. that have been probably, like, five times this year, and they absolutely love it and something fun to do with your friends it's as well. just such yeah. a fun way to spend an afternoon like it's relatively cheap mums all sit on the side and have their food whilst watching it's, daughters it's or kind of like a lie though yeah you know, it's, it's not just there to come and i guess do your if you're booking a slot and it's with your friends it's it's your own private swimming pool, yeah. Yeah, exactly. in a sense. It's, it's somewhere that you know. It's just a good place to chill out yeah. and have food and make an afternoon yeah. of it as well. So you yeah. don't have to come and do some hardcore swimming. You can bring your lilo if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. Is that <laughs> allowed? <laughs> Blow up your dolphin and bring it along. Lots of the swimmers say... Pack your flippers. <laughs> Fins. <Yeah. laughs> we time. knew that was going to happen. Every time. You were testing me there. Yeah, right? yeah. I was, yeah. you know. <laughs> The expert with all the answers. Yeah, yeah. But lots of the swimmers say they're, they're, they don't use breaststroke or front crawl. They call their stroke gossip stroke because they, they actually probably exercise their mouths more than they do that because they all come <laughs> along for a good natter. Yeah. And in terms of the swimming, they're such a good like community. Yeah. Um, and it's really nice. Sometimes you have someone that's there for the first time and they're a bit like, oh, I've not tried this before, but I've read up on it. I wanted to give it a go. And then in about two months' time, they're there with all the regulars having breakfast and coffee together. And then, like, they've planned other swims together. It's a really good place to 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 build a community as well. Um, Yeah, so then you end up, oh, people booking and saying, oh, is so-and-so booked on this slot? Can I book with them? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So people, like, make so many friends for it. Yeah, oh, that's really lovely. And, yeah, everyone's friendly and, and... yeah it's a good little community up there yeah. especially for the swimmers yeah that, that's right and from say like a diving point of view obviously i know um yeah it's not as deep as other places it's a training lake that's what it was built for exactly but um what it is good for you obviously we do a lot of training but for for newbie divers to have a go with their buddy for like the first or second time of getting dived up being confident isn't yeah it? it's it's again great for great for that you've just done your open water course you want to go diving again, but you're not. You, you, it's it's a lot less. You know, on the course you got you've got to do this and then you've got yeah. to do that. Yeah. Whereas you're like actually now you've done the course, you can go and enjoy diving. It doesn't matter. If it's not deep. Yeah. Because there's plenty to do and see or brush up on any skills if you want. But it's just nice to get diving. It's 
obviously if you've done your course here then you're familiar with everything yeah. as well and it's Helps just you build your confidence yeah. it, it's yes. a confidence builder and like a everything's set up the, the lake was built for diving yeah. so like we've got everything there you don't have to walk your kit moles or no, down yeah. the beach yeah or, it's very close to where you're getting ready and yeah, the entry points are, it's all you know, just good. like perfectly set up for a nice easy dive um and then quite often as well we get new divers who don't necessarily have a buddy they've just done their course and they haven't got into the diving community so yeah. much yet and then we can sort them out with a buddy to go diving with as well when going diving on your own for the first time without an instructor there is a great step to take and the lake's a great place to do yeah. it so if someone called you up and said they wanted to book in at the lake to do a bit of diving they've only done their open water or their advanced and they don't have anyone to go diving with you can yeah you can so we help. have paul at the lake who is just loves diving he's done how many dives was it I think he's done like 500 dives say, in the had, lake. This year, I swear he had his 500... Like, yeah, 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 we celebrated that milestone this year. What, his 500 dives at the lake? Yeah, at the lake and alone. he's done more since then, so... Yeah. Is he the pet seal? Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about the yeah. seal. <laughs> Not the secret seal. Yeah. But yeah, he's always keen because he understands that that's what people need sometimes. Yeah. And someone did that for him one day as well. And that's what it's all about, like getting diving and getting everything getting everything going and then you build yourself into finding a buddy or yeah, coming yeah. back and or that, joining the club yeah because i guess it comes from all word of mouth as well and once you yeah get to... yeah and i think it's a great um way even if you've you're a new diver or you've just brought some new kit but you want to test it out and you're maybe going maybe you're going abroad you're going on a boat but actually you don't want to be doing it the first time yeah, when you're exactly. you know out on the boat and then you can't remember it's just a great place so you've got an hour right i'm just going to pop down test my kit make sure everything's okay yeah, and then like you new feel... dry suits at the classic yeah i've just got a new dry suit i'm gonna have to change my weights i'm gonna have to make sure everything's okay make sure my fins fit okay and are comfortable i've just got a new dry suit and doing that in the lake before you go and pay to go off on a boat and pay for the air and the travel yeah. to the boat. Like, you don't want to drive down to Dorset, yeah. uh, pay 30 quid for a boat charter for a dive and then realise that you're not ready to go. Like <laughs> Then you're there sat on the boat like, just oh, like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's perfect for, for that, like having a little shakedown before any change of gear. Or loads of people at the start of the season yeah. like people that don't dive in the winter or haven't been diving for a while it's not quite the six months that they need a refresher but it's i'm just going to brush up on things and and check everything's okay yeah so you're in that you know six month leeway yeah which is actually i'll just actually go so you're have in a that, little dive but it's yeah. still a good idea to yeah. in a safe environment that's only seven meters deep before you go and plan anything more to get everything sorted and and work out that you're ready for that dive and I think one thing we also did this year, obviously with lockdown and, you know, with COVID before the swimming pools opened, we, but the lake was allowed to be open and diving was back on, um, was lake refreshers, wasn't yeah, it? So they were really popular. We, yeah, also, were really we also do those. So it's great having the, you know, refresher in the pool, but actually if you want to do that open water thing to try different stuff, yeah. it's a different And you're a qualified diver, yeah, exactly. it's a different environment. Yeah. It's a more challenging environment, but if you're, if you're 
if that's what you want and you haven't been diving for a while it's a really good idea to do that yeah um and the lakes as you say built for training but it does train you really well yeah because um it's got everything you need it's got the platforms to do any exercises you need to do on you can do navigation it is perfect for for the training or practicing um and touch wood there's not too much that can go wrong no, yeah, there yeah, relative yeah. to the and big think, open sea you know a lot of people you know say and you get and it's something that we're always trying to improve but you can't you know the body of water it is i mean obviously the lake viz it's always a thing of how is it or you know is it you know how many meters is it or how many centimeters yeah. is it that we get <laughs> um, but what you would probably find like when you did your advance actually because most of your diving that you did was you know abroad and mm-hmm. nice things but yeah you've actually come away a more confident diver oh absolutely I think some of the things I experienced when I was in the lake because I, I was doing my navigation as well why did you put a face then <laughs> <laughs> it was that secret seal oh no there was that there was a hairy moment in in the um lake when me and Tim were doing our advanced open water course and uh we thought we had lost our instructor Seb and actually Miriam who was there at the same time and it's because I was probably not so buoyant at the time right. and I had um you, me fins my flippers fins <laughs> had been uh, sweeping up quite a lot of the silt on the bottom and I had you wouldn't do I that. experienced no. a night dive <laughs> Not only was I down there doing my navigation, I had turned daylight into darkness with the silt. And it, it was it was actually it was quite a scary moment, but it makes you think like how the safety But we're better to have a hairy it, moment yeah. seven yeah. meters yeah. or you've just gone down to a thirty yeah. meter wreck and it's got a bit hairy. Absolutely. Then you once you experience it once, you know that you're gonna be okay yeah. the next time because or you've you've we been figured out that. what to do. Yeah, and I think exactly. that was what was important. We felt calm, both myself and Tim were very calm with what we had to do because we knew we're in a lake, we can't be swept out to sea anywhere. It's not actually night time. Yeah. And it soon and, settles down then you can yeah, see again, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so of it's, course. So you know. it it's it was it was a very good experience for that for yeah. me. It it's made me a, a much better diver in confidence. And did it make you more confident because of the second day you went to, to Vobster and that's when you had to do your deeper dive one, it's yeah. then colder. Um and you, know, you obviously got to go a lot deeper. Um did that make you just feel a bit more reassured of Absolutely, it made me feel so much more comfortable, um, because I think it kind of opens your mind, like your eyes up to that whole experience of you kind of diving, having to think to uh, of diving yeah. alone. Like the more your difficult dub, your body, thing, the more difficult it is when you're you're practicing. The more difficult yeah. you can cope with in the actual outside. outside. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of you. It's always going that next yeah. step level up, and that's all also the same for sort of buoyancy in the lake because where the lake's seven metres, any change in buoyancy, if you put a bit too much air in your dry suit or your BCD, it's only seven metres. So if you go up one metre, that's one-seventh of the overall depth. So it's really good for practising. If you go up one metre when you're up 30 metres, it doesn't make much difference. No, no. But if you you can get good buoyancy in a place like the lake where you can go between sort of seven and three metres up the banks 
and have good control of your buoyancy and good practice of your buoyancy, then once you're deeper than that, it's pretty easy. Yeah. I think that's the next thing I'll be doing. Checking myself into the lake to deal with my buoyancy. <laughs> what silk? <laughs> Your trim will be perfect. Yeah, exactly. So recently, obviously on our previous podcast, we had Graham on here, uh, who's and our you know, tech instructor, and you have recently completed your tech 45 and 50, and 50 I believe. Yeah, yeah. So what made you decide to do that, and, and how did you find it? Um, so for me, I'd just bought a twin set with mind of doing some deeper diving, but not necessarily I'm going to go down to 50 metres and yeah. see this cool wreck, but working towards just expanding my knowledge. And because I sort of, even if I go on a shallow dive, I'll, if I'm going for a day out diving, I'll generally take the twin set because then I've got double the amount there yeah um, good practice so yeah, I bought the twin set but I didn't really know how to set it up or the best practice or even things like I'd be setting it up and like just like glancing over at someone else setting up to make sure I was doing it right <laughs> rather than, like do you know what I mean yeah yeah just like being like a minute behind everyone else just to make sure I had everything <laughs> right and, but also didn't look like an idiot and I thought well the best way to get fully involved in diving my yeah. twin set and the reg set up and the whole setup in general and the wing would be to do that course and use that course but stealing Graham's knowledge and getting him to tinker my kit yeah. but <laughs> yeah. also learning at the same. Yeah. We were, when we stayed in in Chepstow um we were in the hotel and um Bryn was having a shower and we were just about to go for dinner well, Graham didn't have time to go for a shower because he was tinkering with my kit for me because I'd cornered him to, to sort some stuff out. But like now I've, I'm working towards getting my kit perfect. For it's dedication me. of the Andark instructor. Well, there. he didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, getting getting used to what I owned, like I took a step in buying it because I wanted to progress towards that. Yeah. And then I thought, well, this is the perfect way to get used to the kit and also to to get down to the deeper depths and using different gases um with sort of thinking I want to progress towards that more in the future. And then it opens up more options, like you say, it's not necessarily about diving deep, but if there's a wreck that you really want to, you know, you've always wanted to do and it's at that deeper length and you want to have, you know, an extended bottom time, then, yeah, you, you know, yeah. you need that knowledge, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And it, it, even any of the skills which you repeat time and time again, you think, am I getting any better at this? And then I think, well, actually, if I was doing... So on the last dive of Tech 50, or where they asked me to do this, or a no-mask swim, or whatever it might be, actually, if they'd have asked me to do that on the first dive of the course, I, there's no way I'd have been able to do yeah. it. And it, it all builds up really nicely, um, yeah, through Tech 40 to 50. Um, it just gradually gets a bit deeper a few more skills and a few more things to think about and even things like understanding decompression and the sort of theory of diving because it's not a simple case of putting your regulator in and breathing anymore it's you have to work out how long you can stay there and what gas you need to change to and when and it's it's also a good sort of background to diving in general as well the sort of theory of it and I suppose where you at, you know, um, yeah, you, you had got your dive master and 
you know you you've got all that knowledge of of doing those things and then it's another another thing to learn did it make yeah. you feel kind of not like a beginner again but oh did no it, yeah. no like a beginner really again. like everything that I thought I had right <laughs> <laughs> like my, there were circumstances where my buoyancy I was just like it, it was like being a beginner again at times and it's good though because having done everything else you like you can laugh it off a little bit yeah. and it's not like stressful but it's just like wow this is different you forget because obviously you're in it all the time and you know you see you know even if you're diving yourself or just seeing everything up the lake and all the students come in you sometimes probably forget what it's like to, yeah, to be exactly. a beginner again yeah um so it wasn't obviously it wasn't all new like it is for an open water yeah. student but it really it, it it reminds you of of what it's like um, to be a student, which I think is a yeah, a good, yeah. A good thing in a way. Quite, isn't it? It's yeah. quite a comfort to know that someone who's done their dive masters as well, you can be at a point where you actually have to start working on your buoyancy again. Yeah, something like, that s- little things like that went out the window. Yeah. So with <coughs> with, with I've been holding that with your diving, <laughs> well, do you have a clear vision now because you've done your tech courses where you want to go with diving? Do you have like a little idea of your goals um, with it? Like, <clears throat> so I've got a few tech dives in mind. Um, so like doing some dives like the Kiara, some of the wrecks, which you would enjoy. You can do without doing tech course, but you can enjoy them more. Yeah get a longer depth down there um and scapper flows on my list as well um to do at some point but yeah really getting some more of the sort of classic wreck dives um so that's your fascination yeah like a wreck for me is like an underwater museum it's 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 cool yeah and because it's the best of both worlds because you still get fish and all of the marine life around it like often more so but you've also got like this little sunken museum that not many other people get to see and the history behind isn't yeah. it some of them are it's yeah. actually fascinating yeah exactly incredible to see what the marine life's kind of done around the wreck as well yeah it sort of made it its own, it, own environment yeah do you have um a place there obviously you said a few like your scapa flow in the uk and is there somewhere abroad that you really want to dive that you haven't done and is it because of there's a particular wreck there or just because you you want to dive there I think I'd love to go to Malta. Um, <coughs> I'm dying. Sorry, we're, we're, we're getting right water at the moment. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about water. My, my throat's like, give me some of that. It's too much talking. He's not used to it. <laughs> I'm used to being underwater. Yeah. Like, I'm, not actually, I'm not actually talking. Um, but yeah, Malta is probably next on my list because it's not too far away. Air's pretty dangerous, <coughs> isn't it? It's dangerous stuff, God. Air. Um and yeah there's some some nice deep wrecks there as well which would be good and some caves maybe yeah that would be one day i'll be some sort of macho cave diver i keep hearing people mention mentioning malta at the moment it seems like a good location to me because it's not too far away it's still pretty sunny and and nice and clear water and there's a lot there yeah and it's all pretty condensed as well you've got sort of there's some good wrecks around yeah yeah fairly deep well, I think there's a good the mix. I think there's okay. there's something for everyone in water. Okay, very interesting. Get on the list, then, yeah. Then Add that one. <laughs> well, when we do the liverboards. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Here at Andark, that's the plan. So in with with, with the lake, obviously, twenty twenty has been a bit of a turbulent year, and it's 
closed it down a few times so obviously 2021 coming up and new challenges and things going on what 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 plans do you have so loads of swimming yep um really but we can't (laughs) (coughs) just that thought of a new year (laughs) yeah god it's it's coming round, isn't it um yeah loads of swimming but also making the most of like you were saying earlier the fact it's a nice environment people can't go on holiday but they can come and spend the day with us paddleboard um <laughs> sit around have an ice cream yeah yeah and, and hopefully got... we'll be allowed to do a few more yeah, events yeah. won't we which we haven't been able to do either whether that be diving or swimming or you know some kind of sea survival thing i think yeah. we um, could do some talks yeah i yeah. mean i mean we have done in the past and they've worked really well haven't they and and i think definitely um, i mean mike organized a a really successful Zoom one where we had yeah. sort of 200 people, didn't we? Oh, wow. That was good, yeah. What was this talk about? That was um, about cold water swimming. Oh, interesting. So yeah. did you, you host it? You um, so a... that was Dr. Heather Massey from Portsmouth Uni and she is a swimmer and knows everything there is to know oh, about cold water swimming. Um, so yeah, that was a really successful talk. So it'd be nice to be able to do that um, in, you know, at the lake yeah um, and then go for a swim afterwards yeah yeah, yeah. um but obviously with with um covid and yeah stuff, so then you can't have crossed. the numbers but yeah. with zoom that worked that worked really well yeah. but we're yeah. hoping 2021 we can actually do um Hosting. real life ones yeah <laughs> bring people together yeah. again not um, just in a screen no no exactly and also i heard you're pretty good at making pizzas mim well, you know, yeah, yeah they're not they're not yeah. homemade. <laughs> I could turn the oven on and yeah, yeah. pretty good at switching switching a switch. Yeah. But yeah, like we were talking about with the paddle warden earlier, we've got inflatables as well for the kids to use. I need water. <laughs> Get me back in the lake. <coughs> so really, you're like a Loch Ness monster, aren't you? You live down at that lake. And we were talking you're just out before of the water, this. You struggle. We were having the conversation before this about how I continually drink water throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, why did I not come in here? You're, in not, you're not a land water? mammal, are you? No, I'm drying up here. <laughs> Would you like to get some water? I mean, Bridget can have a little yeah, conversation yeah, between yeah. this. Yeah. For a <laughs> so we're still going to roll with this. We're going live because yeah. this is what it's all about. Our yeah. podcast. We don't want it we, to be too scripted. It's, it's all. It's always raw material. Is I don't know if you've got known. Off in, our, in the other podcast. No, no, um, the first. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, yeah, speaking when we were just talking about the lake there and the events and and it's definitely grown after, you know, the last few years. And, um, you know, what we're trying to do here is bring that community and the lake is hopefully going to be the hub of that Mm -hmm. and how we can kind of... Um, yeah bring you know bring people, bring people together. back together to talk about diving and swimming and I guess it's just getting people back outside and connected with the elements as well yeah and a, a lot of people what they have um you know most of our podcasts at the moment have been kind of diving related but um you know the ones we've got in the, the pipeline are are not all diving um because we are and are diving and and water sports and I think that's a big thing to the knowledge that we have here you know yes we've got the diving school you know we've got loads of divers but you know we sell lots of um either sailing kit you know paddleboard stuff we've just got kayaking um, two two new paddleboards back in today yeah the seago yeah. free rider and glide you like that name didn't you yeah, yeah. love that glide glide <laughs> your way through life yeah glide your way out of 2020 glide into 2021 <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think it's yeah, it's using that that lake um, as a as a community, and bringing sort of everybody's knowledge, which is not just diving, um, you know, and one of the you know co-founders of of Andark, you know, director. It's not just Andy; it's also my mum Stephanie, who we who we will get on the podcast, yeah, won't we? We will. Um, you know, she's hiding from us <laughs> right now. <laughs> was a um, uh, yeah, she's a sailor, a dinghy sailor. Um, so her knowledge and and stuff she she and she's been in she's the one that does all the buying um of yeah of kits so her knowledge on um yeah products, products is yeah insane and a lot of the reps will also say that because over the years she's probably said uh what is right and also what is wrong yeah <laughs> with the products and why they should change it um so yeah it's just bringing that knowledge um which everyone's got here and I think a le- the lake is a really good place for us to be able like to do that. It's like a little hub, isn't it? It's a nice yeah. place to sit and it's got everything that you need with the shop just down the road as well. Um, so, yeah, pretty much anything that you can get from the shop can, yeah. can be used at the exactly, lake Exactly, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, and we, you know, we're lucky we've got the cafe there and um, I suppose most of the swimmers will know if you... Also, mum's knowledge, uh, you know, not just the um, equipment, but she makes a very nice homemade soup, doesn't she? She does. Oh, <laughs> Stephanie's famous soup. That's really good on the night swims. Um, so the night swims are popular in general, and it looks great with the tow floats with lights in. It's a really nice atmosphere. Oh, wow, it sounds really romantic. <laughs> you know, tow floating, yeah. yeah. date night. <laughs> but yeah, like... We've had people, groups, doing that and then going out for drinks afterwards. Like, it is a good, different way yeah. to spend an evening, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of exercise at the same time as going out for some dinner. Yeah. It's a nice yeah. way. Yeah. So, we've asked... Um, I'm going to probably ask you this in two set. We're diving one and then I think open water swimming one as well. Um, so, for, like, a newbie swimmer, what... So I'd say with diving, we've done it like three products, but maybe, I don't know, you might not need three products for swimming. Definitely, obviously, swimwear. Swimwear, swimwear. yeah. Yeah. But is there, you know, you you mentioned like a tow flow, or is there anything else that if you're, you know, thinking about doing open water swimming and cold water swimming in particular, there's stuff that you need? So tow floats are definite. Um, It makes you so much more visible. It's not like a buoyancy device, but it is buoyant. So, like, if you do need a breather, you can sort of rest your yeah. chin on it for a little while and just chill there. And I guess that's um, relevant for obviously not just doing it in the lake, but if, say, if you were going to the river and especially the sea. Especially well. for boat visibility yeah. and for or someone watching you from the shore to know where you are. A tow float's pretty essential. Um, swim cap as well, I'd say. Um, they're only a sort of thin bit of latex, but again, they add uh visibility yeah and they do keep you a bit warmer as well like it makes such a big difference just this little swim cap yeah. on your head keep yeah it does keep the warmth in isn't it so um yeah probably those are the two key things and then some people will swim with a wetsuit some people won't what are you speedos or trunks i'm trunks yeah yeah because yeah. speedo is it is it a myth you go faster in speedos. Glide fast, I think. Yeah. I mean, like um, triathlon and stuff, they would go for like a tri suit, which is either, like the wet suit and it's thinner, isn't it? Ah, okay, for the yeah, glide cool. things. Which I'm pretty sure yeah. you have one of those because you did do a triathlon once. No, I went with the um, the wetsuit. Yeah, but it was like a triathlon. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Special wetsuit. Yeah, because it, it gave yeah. me a bit of buoyancy yeah. as well. <laughs> a little motor on the back of the yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was hidden. Got for that connected. Yes. Well, I've got my own personal one. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of wetsuits, some people swim without them if they're just leisurely swimming. Other people, if they want to spend a bit longer in the water this time of year, will just get an all-rounder wetsuit just to keep them a bit warmer yeah. and speed up their recovery time. And I suppose if you're, I mean, I suppose if you've never done open water swimming or thinking about doing it, it's probably winter's not the best time to not start the best it. Time, no. But if it was, would you I mean, would you recommend more wearing you know, a wetsuit to... Yeah, definitely. Just because in general your body's gonna get colder without a wetsuit. Yeah. When you first get in the water, the cold water's still gonna be just as cold. So whether you're in a wetsuit or not, the first sort of shock is still yeah. the same. But in terms of the actual duration of the swim and getting warm afterwards, a wetsuit will really help. No, that, 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 that does make sense, yeah. <laughs> and what about for um, diving? I'll probably make it, like, lake-related. If um, Yeah, there are three products that um, yeah, a newbie diver you think should, should, should own. Um, get a dive computer. Uh, the sooner you have a dive computer. I really like... I still log my dives. I really like yeah. having them as, like, a, a memory because I can't remember anything. Yeah. So if you've got a dive computer as soon as possible then it logs all of your dives from from that point so if you do and it's personal to you then isn't it i think yeah exactly yeah. it's got everything you've ever done on it whereas if you do 50 dives before you get a dive computer they're not anywhere yeah i mean because obviously um i didn't have a dive computer when i was they weren't as popular when i first learned um and i probably just when we were going on holiday either use use dads or you know um, so so I, I have a, I have them all in a yeah. well now I've got a dive computer but you know when I was sort of eleven and twelve I've got them all in a in a book but actually if I had them all now on my computer I you think it would be yeah look back yeah. through it yeah it's a lot easier to although store. kind of watching it looking back on them it's quite funny where I've drawn pictures of fish and <laughs> oh I, <laughs> what love I really that liked and <laughs> yeah I'm more of a picture guy than a, an identification yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like this yeah. <laughs> couple of spikes here yeah exactly <laughs> uh good torch yeah um even in good viz a torch makes a difference um i suppose even if yeah you're, you're wanting to you know if it's like a doing maybe even like you're saying if then you've got your rec qualification you want to go rec diving and other stuff like that to look into stuff you yeah, can see and more can't the you? Colors as well. yeah so yeah a torch on on every dive really but it useful yeah, yeah. And you, they don't have to be big do they and loads of them are rechargeable and... exactly yeah and what what's the most um say popular maybe product that um at the lake that uh people either forget that they come and buy or is there is there one thing that someone's like oh i forgot my gloves or you know this is broken that gloves are a good one um but also things like fin straps and just general spares yeah because it's always good to carry a spare. So quite often people come without something and already have it waiting at home anyway, but yeah. well, I might as well buy it. So then I've got a spare with me all the time yeah. anyway. Especially if you're, I mean, it's fine if you're, you know, at either the lake or Robster or somewhere or Raisby where they've got a shop and you can just, you know, pop in. But if you are out on a boat, it's always good to have a few spares, isn't it, with you? Because yeah, it breaks. Yeah, you know. yeah. You, you don't want to ruin your dive, do you, by then? Yeah, especially if you've travelled quite far to get there. Yeah. 
cool. Thanks for talking to us. Sorry we um, yeah, <laughs> made I, you cough lots. <laughs> I'm going to go drink loads of water. Yeah. Don't go and throw yourself in the lake. That's what I, I've got sort of withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, yeah I'm too far away from yeah, that. my home. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Is there like some sort of like Photoshop for podcasts? Yeah. You can like Photoshop my cough out. Yeah. <laughs> no, we want to keep it we, real. Yeah, no, it's all raw here. My my throat's raw. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for talking to us. Thank you. And yeah, if you've liked this podcast, um, yeah, check out the lake. And if you've not been, um, either give us a call, come and pop down and uh, have a breakfast. Mine will cook you a nice breakfast or a cup of tea, hot chocolate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much.